Welcome back to the We Know Fantasy Podcast. Different day, same people, kind of. This is Nate with We Know Fantasy, joined here as always by the Fantasy Fro. Fro, how are you today, man? I'm doing awesome. I'm excited. Tomorrow we got Championship Sunday. I'm ready to roll. I'm a little tipsy, but hey, I'm going to give my best advice ever. And joining us is a familiar voice here on the We Know Fantasy Podcast Network is Cody. How are you today, Cody? I'm doing great, man. I'm excited to watch a little football tomorrow, uh, see who ends up playing for a Super Bowl. And, and if you know me, I am a giant 49ers fan, so it's hopefully going to be 49ers on the NFC side. If not, it's going to be a rough week ahead of me. Uh, I don't know what I will do if if it is not the 49ers. But uh, before we move on, guys, uh, Fro, where can people find you on social media? Well, if you're still following me on, on uh, Twitter, find me at FantasyFro. And Cody? You can find me on Twitter at Master Smithers. All right. Be sure to visit our website, weknowfantasy.com. A lot of great content still going out there. Some Dynasty stuff will hit there soon. Still weekly fantasy hockey and fantasy basketball content hitting that website. Uh, not much in terms of podcasts at this point. You know, we get this one here. There'll be some sporadic ones throughout the uh, throughout the offseason here. So pay attention to the social media pages for that. Remember, my name is Nate with We Know Fantasy. It can be found on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at We Know Fantasy. So let's hop into this thing, guys. We're uh, This is a different podcast. You know, the fantasy football season is behind us. That's why I even heard from us in a, about a month or so since the fro and I last recorded. Uh, but we're going to talk about the championship weekend, of course, coming up uh, ahead of us. And with that, we'll talk about DFS, uh, do some player prop bets, talk about the national championship game for your dynasty players uh, that happened, what was it, last Monday? So... About a week ago, not even five days ago. So let's go over that stuff. So uh, let's kick it off here. NFC Championship game. Green Bay Packers visit San Francisco 49ers. Uh, before we get into anything real in-depth, we'll simply go uh, prediction. So, Fro, prediction, who wins this one? Oh, man. Well, I'm going all the way back to when we actually had our uh, midseason predictions. They had the 49ers in the Super Bowl. And I got to stick with the 49ers, I think. They look a lot like what I thought the 2017 Eagles looked like. You know, nobody really expecting them to do that big. They have a young coach. You know, I think the 49ers are going to win. It's going to be a dogfight. Aaron Rodgers is an elite quarterback. He's been playing out of his mind. Aaron Jones has been playing out of his mind. But I, I think the 49ers just have too much firepower at the end of the day. And Cody, who you got in this one? Yeah, I've been looking at this one here and... You know, right now, as it stands, San Francisco is seven and a half point favorites. Wow. Um, I, I kind of like big. Yeah, I, I kind of like the Packers to cover that. Uh, but I still think the 49ers are going to win a close one here. Um, it's going to come down, I think, to run game. Whoever can get the run game going uh, when these two teams played earlier this season. Um, the the uh, Green Bay running game was, was not non-existent. Uh, Aaron Jones and... Uh, Jamal Williams just not very good, so uh, I think it's going to come down to that, and uh, we'll see you tomorrow. And if I recall recall properly, that was the four touchdown game by Tevin Coleman, and he had a big, big week last week in that in the 49ers win win over the Vikings. We'll see if he comes back this week, or if it's a you know a combination of Matt Breida, Coleman, or or Raheem Mostert, or if it's a Mostert game. We don't know what will happen there. But again, sitting here right now recording this podcast in my George Kittle jersey. You know where I'm going with this one. San Francisco 49ers all the way. I also don't know what the stat is, but I don't know if this is actually true, but I heard uh, over the last few seasons, uh, Aaron Rodgers is actually winless in the state of California. 
against all California teams. Not sure if that's, that's surprising. actually surprising. Isn't didn't he play college ball at Cal? Yeah, he's a he's a California yeah, kid. That's surprising. He Cal, he's a he's a California kid. Everything like that. So he doesn't he hasn't been performing well in uh, California recently. So uh, I like the four nine in this one. They're too good of a team. Uh, that defensive line. If you're you know. Maybe uh, a few years ago when the prime Aaron Rodgers, not saying, you know, he's still one of the best to ever play the game, you know, with the, with the mobility in him. Now he's more of a quarter or a pocket quarterback. The 49ers defensive line consumes those type of quarterbacks, pushes them back, consumes your running game. It's going to be 49 of the way, hopefully. So uh, hopefully this isn't going to come back to bite me in the butt uh, there. But um, is there a player in this game? You know, like, like Cody mentioned, it's the running game you're going to focus on. Is there anything else you think really comes on? Uh, is, is it a George Kittle uh, a game? Is it a uh, Devontae Adams versus, you know, there's a, there's a very big uh, Devontae Adams versus uh, Richard Sherman debate going on here. Anything like that you guys think is a turning point if Adams get the best of Sherman? Is it, is it the Packers' favorite now? I mean, Devontae Adams went off last week, and Aaron Rodgers, is, he was saying how he hasn't had a connection like this since Jordy Nelson, and we all know how well – you know, Rodgers and Jordy Nelson did back in their prime. But that 49ers defense has been elite all season. They've been one of the best against the pass, one of the best against the run. And that's a reason, a big reason they're favored by seven and a half at home. But at the same time, I would not count out Devontae Adams. But there's a reason both of these teams are in the NFC Championship. And it's like it's a it's a, a diehard fan's dream. Uh, to, to watch this matchup go on because Devontae Adams was, you know, injured on and off all season, but he's finally healthy. That 49ers defense is playing out of their minds. So I honestly, man, I just think, I think the 49ers defense is going to have an edge there, but I would not be surprised if Devontae Adams ends up, you know, over a hundred yards out of nowhere. Yeah. Mm-hmm. the go ahead, go ahead. I was just going to say, yeah, Adams, um, I think for the Packers to be successful, they're going to have to try to move him around a little bit. Um, if I remember correctly, Richard Sherman usually doesn't shadow uh, the number one receiver. So if, no, if they can, the side if, of the field. yeah, yeah. If the Packers can move Adams around and try to get the ball in his hands, uh, in maybe a, a in the slot or or on the opposite side of the field of Sherman, uh, I think they're going to have to try to do that to get the passing game working. You know, Rogers only had I think it was 104 passing yards the last time these two teams met up. So. I think they're going to have to try something a little bit different, obviously, than the last time these guys played. And on the other side of the ball, I wanted to mention George Kittle. I think he's in line for another huge game. Uh, you look what they what he did in Week 12. He had six catches for 129 yards and a touchdown. So I would expect another big game from Kittle. Um, I think the Packers have struggled on and off this season covering the tight end. So I can definitely see a big game from Kittle coming up here. Yeah, and, uh, and on that Sherman thing... Uh, in 13 playoff games played in his career, Sherman has yet to allow a receiving touchdown. So hopefully that uh, that continues uh, throughout this game as well. So let's hop over to the AFC side of things. We have the uh, improbable Tennessee Titans in the AFC Championship game, who would have thought, and the Kansas City Chiefs, who we all assume would be here. So um, I guess, Cody, you kick this one off. Who wins this one and why? Yeah, I mean, this is tough because my heart is telling me the Titans, but my head is telling me the Chiefs. Um, Kansas City, seven-point favorites. I just got to go Chiefs. I think the Titans have kind of been riding this uh, hot streak here lately, and I just feel like it's going to burn out eventually. And I think this might be the week. You saw what Mahomes was able to accomplish last week against Houston. Um, He's just on fire right now. Um, Andy Reid, 
has got the offense clicking. Um, I know his postseason uh, record probably isn't the greatest uh, out there, but I feel like he's got to get it done here eventually, and I feel like he's got a trip to the Super Bowl coming up. And yeah. Fred, who you got here? See, I'm actually complete opposite. So my heart wants Andy Reid to win it, but my head just thinks the Titans are playing so well that and the Titans just can't stop the run game, and that is what, exactly what the Titans do. And as Cody said, you know, Andy Reid's playoff record speaks for itself. He just kind of chokes in these situations. I believe I don't know how many he's been to, but he's he's only been to one what well, one Super Bowl with the Eagles. So he, he's only ever won the NFC Championship one time in his career. And, I mean, how much longer is he going to be coaching? I mean, I, I just think it just kind of screams to me, Titans are just going to upset them. And we're going to see a Titans 49ers Super Bowl, and Andy Reid is going to be disappointed one more time. I hope I'm wrong. I really hope I'm wrong. But the way I'm looking at it is the Titans are either going to squeeze out a small victory or the Chiefs are going to blow them out of the water. But I, I just feel like it's going to be the first one. Yeah, this is a very interesting matchup because Afro just said, like, the Chiefs are very poor against the run. And, you know, that's the Titans' uh, reason they're here because of Derrick Henry, essentially. Um, so if, if they have their way, it could be interesting. But, again, what what we saw last week where the Chiefs came back from a 24-point deficit in the second quarter and scored, what was it, seven straight touchdowns unanswered and scored 51 points without scoring a point in the, in the first quarter. Like, if you take that, like, who's going to stop them? There's not a team in football that can stop that. That's insane to think about. So I have to go Chiefs because of that performance last week. I know the Titans' secondary is god-awful, and everything about that team, or the, the defense especially, is pretty poor. Um, I think the Chiefs get it done. Uh, I think the Titans are one of those magical teams that make a run, but it just is too short. Like the uh, Jaguars, what was it, two years ago? They got to the AFC Championship game, got up on the tie, uh, on the Patriots, but then but then blew that lead. Uh, you know that 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 team was the one that 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 was uh, led by the run. Their defense really did a lot of things for them. You know the quarterback did what they could when asked upon, but not you know didn't go beyond uh, what really was there. So I think it's kind of the same situation here, and I think the better team wins this one. That's that's the Kansas City Chiefs. Um, but for both these games, you know we 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 don't have season long fantasy still going, but. We still have daily fantasy. People are still going to play that. So people are still going to tune into that next week. We only have two games to choose, or yeah, two games to choose from here. But um, are there any any? I guess there really won't be any sleepers we can really choose on here. Uh, uh, so that's usually what we look for in DFS, where you can save some money. But at this point in the season, when it comes to DFS, you you really have to pin down the locks, the people that are going to get you the points. You have to have these people in your lineup if you're going to be successful. So do you guys have anyone here? that you think that you need to have into your lineup? Is there a quarterback, running back, wide receiver that you think you need to spend the money on to have this week? I'm definitely taking Derrick Henry. Um, I mean, you just see the tear that he's on. Um, obviously, you're going to have to spend up to get him, but the way that he's been running the ball lately, uh, when they uh, Titans played the Chiefs in the regular season, 23 carries, 188 yards, two touchdowns. Um, I'm not putting a daily lineup out there without Derrick Henry. Yeah, I completely agree with Cody. I mean, about Derrick Henry, he's he's playing out of his mind. I know there's some uh, quote professional DFS players I follow on Twitter, and they've they faded Derrick Henry the past <laughs> two weeks and has not done well with them. But I'm also going to go with uh, Aaron Jones. 
because I think a lot of people are going to get scared of the matchup and not want to start Aaron Jones. But the dude has he's just used over and over and over. He's used in the passing game. He's used in the running game. And he's the reason the Packers are where they are. You know, we talked about, you know, free Aaron Jones, free Aaron Jones. And finally, this season, we're seeing it. And look how great the Packers are playing because Aaron Rodgers is not quite that quarterback he was a few years ago. They have to rely on Aaron Jones. Yes, it's a tough matchup, but that's more of a reason to start him because there's going to be players that shy away from him. But Aaron Jones has scored two touchdowns in three of the last four games, and you really can't get much better than that. So if you're going to go up here and you're going to chalk up, you know, Derrick Henry, uh, I'm looking at uh, DraftKings right now, 8,700 for Derrick Henry. And if you want to go Aaron Jones, is another 6,700. 6, you know, you have the two top running backs or two of the top three running backs right there. The Titan position for me, Janu Smith, 3.4K three, uh, for him. Fantastic value here. Uh, the Chiefs are pretty poor against the um, against the tight end. Uh, he plays fantastic, scores touchdowns. He's Tannehill's go-to outside of A.J. Brown, who, you know, believe it or not, the Chiefs actually have a pretty decent secondary. Um, their run game, their linebackers aren't really where it's at. Uh, run defense, uh, sorry about that. So, I think Janu Smith could have a good game here. So if you're looking to save some money, Janu Smith really is a guy that you can uh, focus on there. But it, when it comes to quarterbacks, I think there really is no options except you have to pay up for Patrick Mahomes as well. Yep. Uh, you know, Aaron Rodgers against that daunting 49ers defense, really don't want to play him. Ryan Tannehill, you know, it's Derrick Henry's run here. Darren Henry gets the ball 30 times a game. Not much for Ryan Tannehill to do there. Jimmy G, same situation, run team, run first team. Then you have, uh, that's it. So, that's it. You really only have one choice at quarterback here. So you got to find a way to save some money. Uh, tight end, where you can do it. Janu Smith, you go to wide receiver, possibly go down here. There isn't much in terms of that. Maybe like uh, save some money. Maybe Kendrick Bourne for the 49ers. He seems to be a red zone target, big body wide receiver. Scoop in there to get him. These are the type of plays you got to do here to score a touchdown that can really help you. Uh, besides that, you got to, you, this is what you have to do at DFS at this point in the season. You really have to get those big, players that everyone spends up on then you got to find those touchdown dependent players beyond that to really uh to pound home that value to really uh make some money at this point of the season all right guys so i guess uh i'm not really up onto this stuff so uh i'll i'll turn this part of the podcast over to the fro here so fro is gonna talk about some player prop bets and if there's anything that uh you know cody and i can really chime in here we'll we'll chime in uh when we see fit so fro take it away all right, so uh, this stuff's actually not that much different than fantasy. It's just a matter of looking at a number that you know the the uh, bookmakers create, and you decide if that player is going to go over the number or under the number. And it's very similar to to fantasy perspective because you kind of want to look at matchups, you want to look at strengths, you want to look at weaknesses. So I've done a, quite a bit of research. I have uh, given out free player prop plays for the last two weeks during the playoffs just for fun to kind of you know give you guys some more content since fantasy, fantasy is officially over. And I'm uh, seven wins, three, only three losses in those 10, 10 free plays. Um, and I've given out a uh, free, what I call a player prop card for the AFC Championship game. I did post it on Twitter. And I'll just kind of go over that right now. So if you... If you, in, in a couple of states, um, sports betting is legal. In a couple of states, it's not. So you have to do this like overshore stuff, whatever. But like we live in Pennsylvania, so it's 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 legal. In New Jersey, it's legal. A couple other states, it's legal. But they have FanDuel Sportsbook, and they have like props about like who's going to be the highest passer, 
passing yards between all four quarterbacks who can have the highest rushing yards, et cetera, et cetera. I mean, Mahomes, for me, I'm obviously going to go with Patrick Mahomes because he's Patrick Mahomes. The Titans' defense is really, really underrated or overrated when it comes to the passing defense. The Chiefs throw the ball a ton. And then I did tweet out earlier in the week about Derrick Henry. His over-under was 103 yards rushing, but he's absolutely dominated. He's almost had an average of 200 rushing yards the last two weeks. So I thought that number was extremely low, especially against the Chiefs. So I went way over that. And uh, the next one I'll talk about here is Ryan Tannehill. His projected over-under passing yards was 230 and a half yards. And I think that goes under because he's averaging 80 passing yards per game in his last wow. two games. Yeah, we're, we're looking at, I mean, we know exactly why, because Derrick Henry is a beast and has been absolutely dominating everyone. So I just think those are kind of a given. And I mean, what do you guys say? You think that I made the right picks on those ones? I actually looked a couple uh, prop bets up here uh, when I saw that we were going to be talking about them, and you hit on two of the ones that I had picked out myself as well. Nice. Um, the Henry, uh, Derek Henry, it actually, the line has gone up to 109 and a half. I yep, still I think he's going to crush that. I see 110, yep. Yeah, I'm, I think he's still going to crush that. Um, and I, I don't know, I, I bet on DraftKings, so I don't okay. know uh, what, what you guys use exactly. But yeah, and I have... The Tannehill line is actually higher on DraftKings as well. Okay. That was at two thirty-five and a half. Ooh, um, so yeah, I'm, I'm definitely definitely going the under there. Um, and the other one I, that I picked out, um, I put Kittle to score. Um, that's at plus one thirty right now. Um, he scored in le- the last matchup um, with the Packers and had over hundred receiving yards. So uh, I put that one in there as well. I think I feel pretty good about that one. We'll see. We'll see how that. Pain. Yeah, I, I really do like Travis Kelsey's scoring. I actually have, uh, I tweeted out two what I call like half unit long shot bets. And one was Travis Kelsey to score at least two touchdowns. And it's at plus 550, which means you put 100 on it, you win 550. So, the you know, it's very hard. It's, it's very unlikely that it could happen. But Travis Kelsey's an absolute stud on the goal line. And Patrick Mahomes looks for him all the time. And, you know, you bet $10, you win $55. I think Travis Kelsey, you know, to score at least one touchdown is, is almost a lock, but to score two touchdowns for, for those kind of odds is just beautiful. Yeah, I'm going to chime in here. I think you guys both hit on the head here. And going with the same thing, like we said with Ryan Tannehill there with his over-under, I'm going with Jimmy G as well. His over-under here, I use FanDuel Sportsbook, um, mainly because my, lo- my local casino here is about 10 minutes away from me, and they have a FanDuel center. So, um, Jimmy G's over under is 246.5 yards against the Packers. I don't think he gets there. I think I'm taking the under on that one. Uh, I don't know if you guys agree on that, but, uh, again, run first team going to run the ball down their throats. Um, I know he, he had, he had a field day against the Packers last time they played, but again, this, 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 uh, entire, I can't say the entire piles, but last week against the Vikings barely had to throw the football. I think that that continues into this week. Yeah, I don't mind that. I don't mind that at all. Uh, you said the under on that. Um, yeah, they're a run first team, so I definitely like uh, the under there. Yeah, yeah. Two, about two fifty essentially. So yeah, and any like any time you have a championship game, their coaches are going to play more conservative 
And especially early in the game, they're going to play more conservative. They're going to run the, run the ball a lot, which I could see both the Packers and 49ers doing. And the cool thing is about, like, I know FanDuel, Sportsbook, they actually have live player props as well. So if you have the under on Jimmy G, then you could even essentially try to middle that. And what that means is maybe it drops like 25, 30 yards, and then you can take the over and then try to get the little middle there and you get twice as much money. So that was a, a fun little thing that I I've, that they never had before was live player props based on you know team how the teams are playing and how many yards they have and such. So that makes it a different whole different game. But I definitely like overall the under should hit that. Yeah, so again, you know, this is something that we really don't delve into over at We Know Fantasy. I know throughout the season, the fro is always tweeting about this stuff. So if you're really looking to get really into that stuff, make sure you drop him a follow over on Twitter. Uh, um, moving forward here, we're going to do some Dynasty stuff here. i to end this episode for you guys. We're hit that point of the season where Dynasty is becoming really relevant. Uh, we'll, talk about, we'll talk about the national championship game that was. Um, LSU beat Clemson 42-25. Uh, to 25, Absolutely stomped them as they did everyone this season. No surprise there, really. Um, came and did the business. So uh, I have a few questions for you guys here. So uh, we'll lead off with Cody. Um, for you, is Joe Burrow the real deal? Does he come in the NFL? Does he succeed? Do you think he's you know worth that number one? I mean, I'm not really in love with this this uh, uh, this this quarterback class to begin with. Outside of Jordan Love, I'm actually I love Jordan Love. Not to be you know love love there, uh, but. Outside of this quarterback class, do you think Joe Burrow is really the real deal? Does he really do it in the NFL? I do like Burrow. I like what he's shown. I mean, look, he this season he's just been absolutely insane. Um, he's had the best uh, college football season of any quarterback to ever play the game. And you look at the Bengals, which is where I would almost guarantee that he ends up. Yeah, safe bet there. Yeah, you've got weapons there. Uh, you know, A.J. Green's going to be coming back. Tyler Boyd, um, Auden Tate showed this year that he's an up-and-coming wide receiver. Um, Joe, Joe Mixon. Mixon in the backfield. So I I like Burrow. I think he's going to find himself in a good situation, and I think he can uh, definitely succeed at the next level. And Fro, you know, the chime here about, about Burrow? Yeah, I completely agree. Joe Burrow is he's he's awesome he's done everything he needed to do this year and more he threw for 60 touchdowns 60 touchdowns like when do you hear that that's like madden type numbers and it's just unreal how great he's been and 60 touchdowns to six interceptions and i i like the Bengals next year i did a lot of research on the Bengals this season but the issue was they had two of their uh top offensive linemen were hurt and that's kind of that was kind of their kryptonite going into the season was their offensive line but they're going to get them back if AJ Green comes back like you know they have so many offensive weapons Zach Stacy is a great coach Joe Burrow could fit right in and don't sleep on the Bengals if they draft Joe Burrow they're going to be right up there competing with the Ravens next year I'm actually going the opposite of what you guys say here if you read my mock drafts if you know been following me i've been on the joe burrow bus train uh i don't like this guy mainly because for one he doesn't go full through a full progression it it, it could be uh part of the the scheme there uh you know he has the best athletes in the nation really to throw the football to if you watch those teams play those wide receivers he has to throw the football to are insane so his first read half the time is usually open but he does make questionable throws. His accuracy is phenomenal, but he also does not play the safeties off with, safeties off with his eyes, which at the NFL level is 
absolutely horrible. Um, just like a Jameis Winston does. Um, we'll see if he can transition. I think he's a great, you know, fantastic, fantastic. Nothing against him at the college level. I just think there's some flaws there that at the NFL level is going to struggle. Hopefully he can learn. Uh, I just don't love him. If I'm the first overall pick, I'm passing on him for Chase Young, honestly. But uh, we'll see what happens. We'll see which one of us is uh, right moving uh, forward here. Um, but the guy who I think really made the uh, made the most, I guess, stock boost of his value when we watched this uh, championship game was the LSU running back Clyde Edwards-Hilaire. He had himself a game. No, it was kind of not on anyone's radar. But you know, when you have millions of people tuning into a national championship game, you you, you know you go off. He's a junior. I'm not sure if he's declared yet or not. He has declared. He has declared. So uh, about two or three days ago, he has declared. Um, with this running back, you know, class now di- diminishing with uh, Travis. Uh, I'm blanking here, guys. Travis. Etienne. Etienne. Yep. Etienne. Uh, going yep. back to school. The running back. Harris. Harris at Alabama going back to school. You have Trevor Hubbard back going back to school out of Oklahoma State. You know, all these top running backs we thought we're going to have an option of going back to school for their junior, for Hubbard and Harris and uh, ETN are going back for their senior years. Um, maybe a like of Clyde Edwards-Hilaire makes a jump up here. So, uh, Cody, do you think this guy maybe played himself into a first-round dynasty value, or is he still a second, third-round type of guy for you for for you well i'll tell you right now i am working on a dynasty uh mock draft here that's going to drop on we know fantasy and uh hopefully i'll have it ready uh next week sometime but i actually moved him up to 108 in my uh dynasty mock here um i looked you know he was one of those guys like you said he was kind of off the radar had a huge championship game i thought maybe i should look a little bit closer at this kid and I watched a couple highlights on him. I looked up his stats this year. He uh, actually, surprisingly, as a running back, caught 55 passes this year. And I thought that was, uh, obviously, that <laughs> that shows he has got great hands out of the backfield. And he's 16 rushing touchdowns, 1,400 rushing yards. Um, so I feel like this kid's legit. I definitely I have to study up a little bit more on him here. But I like Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, and I think he is a back end of the first round dynasty uh, draft for uh, for uh, yeah dynasty teams. Yeah, the only the only issue I see with him, he's five foot eight, which is you know not ideal, but he is at weight two ten essentially. So you have that there. I guess height isn't the biggest issue there, but he said very good pass catching back, and at any level at the NFL now, you need to be able to catch the football out of the backfield. Very good that he's a very good athlete. Very good. He uh, excels in the passing game. Not sure if he's going to be able to, you know, he's definitely not a three down back or a four down back, three down back in the NFL. Not going to be able to do that. But value there, catching the ball at backfield. Uh, we, see, we see these these running backs every single year who have a lot of, uh, you know, fantasy relevance because of their ability to catch the ball at the backfield. He could be one of those, and with the recent news of you know, three running backs who were almost certainly going to be taken before him now off the board, I think this makes a clear path for him to jump into the back end of the uh, first round, if not definitely early second round. Yeah, and it definitely depends on where he gets drafted, obviously, because you know mm-hmm. if he, he goes to a team where they throw the ball a lot, 
not to running backs, you know, that's going to make a whole different, a big difference. But you go to a team that's going to utilize him who really needs a running back, you're going to want to take him. But anytime you're talking fantasy, we're talking, if you can catch the ball in the backfield, because most, most players, fancy players nowadays play PPR. So you got to take a guy like that. And I mean, definitely didn't hurt his stock for sure. LSU winning a championship and that guy playing out of his mind. So, I mean, if you're, if, if you're, if you need a running back in dynasty, he could be very valuable in PPR. Yeah, obviously, when I'm ranking guys this early in the season, I'm kind of just assuming that they're going to land in the best possible situation for them and go from there. Uh, But yeah, once the draft comes, things are definitely going to change. I will tell you guys, though, I would love to see uh, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire land in Jacksonville. I feel like that's a good fit for him. You know, they kind of have they've got the veteran running back Leonard Fournette in front of him. But the backup there, I think, is like Reichwell Armstead or something like that. Yeah. So you bring in a pass-catching third down back that can get some work this year. And who knows, maybe once Fournette's first deal is up and he ends up somewhere else, maybe the backfield ends up as Edward Hilaire's. So um, that would be kind of my ideal spot for him. Uh, it'd be nice to see him there. Nice to see him anywhere where he can come in as a rookie and maybe get some of that third down work, some of that passing game work, um, definitely in PPR leagues. Yeah, definitely someone to keep your eye on as this, uh, you know, process progresses. But as Cody said, at this point of the season, when it comes to dynasty players, it's essentially, you know, a crapshoot. We're pretty much just going off talent alone of these players coming out of college, you know, film and, and ideal situations when it comes to, uh, you know, their draft status post draft. A lot of that will uh, be determined by the team they are drafted to. But, uh, that's all we have for today's show. Uh, a special one here for you. We're on a Saturday night recording, probably for the first time in We Know Fantasy History, actually. Uh, don't don't recall all the time when we've actually done that. But uh, before we sign off here, uh, Fro, where people find you on social media? You can find me on Twitter at FantasyFro. And Cody? You can find me on Twitter at Master Smithers. My name is Nate. With We Know Fantasy can be found on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at We Know Fantasy. Remember to visit our website, WeKnowFantasy.com. A lot of great content on there. Cody just said that a uh, mock dynasty rookie draft will be hitting uh, our site next week sometime. You know, weekly content still dropping in on there. Dynasty content coming out regularly, so be sure to check out that website as well. Uh, be on the lookout for, uh, you know, uh, podcasts that drop here on the podcast network throughout the offseason as well. Uh, But until next time, guys, whenever that may be, we'll see you later. Peace.